Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, a show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And we are doing sports again as we are back talking week 11 in the National Football League. Joining me today is Craig Needles. How's your golf game, Craig? <laughs> golf game is uh, completely reasonable. <laughs> uh, it's for old men. Uh, also joining us today is uh, Bill Needles. How's it going, Bill? It is going just fine, thank you. All right. Uh, good to have you guys back. Fun week this week. A lot of good games. A lot of good games yeah. on the Skeddy. And uh, before we get into Week 11, a uh, quick uh, RIP to the man, the myth, the legend, Stanley, who passed away a couple days ago. And obviously a large influence on this podcast as well as myself. I, I would not have grown up to be the giant man-child that I am right now uh, without his influence. So, uh yeah, re- uh, rest in peace. A, a great, great man. We we lost one of the good ones and, and lived a full life, though. Obviously, this isn't one of the big like tragic ones where it's like, oh, yeah, he got ninety five. Yeah. I think we'd all take that. Yeah, yep. ni- ninety five, and and lived a, a full ninety five. <laughs> Let's say that. Yep. Um, but uh, segueing off of that somber note, back into our week eleven talk. Thursday night football, back to back, good Thursday night football games. What have we done to deserve? Such greatness, I think. I don't know. But anyway, here we are. Uh, the Green Bay Packers head to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks minus two and a half. Short home daw, or short home favorite on Thursday night. Craig, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm as a little surprised with that, but not, uh, not too much. I think this should be a three-point line. I think the Seahawks are pretty decent. Um, I, I kind of like, if I, if I was going to pick a side here, I'd think I'd want the Packers. Really, I like Seattle. I, I think I think Green Bay's not good. Seattle, I think, is good. And uh, I've realized uh, it, we're betting against Aaron Rodgers, which if you do that most of the time, that's not fortuitous for your wallet. But uh, or here's first, the thing: I don't want to discriminate. But uh, but yeah, I just short home like we try not to over. We we've always said on this podcast, don't overthink it on these Thursday games, and you're getting a short home favorite on Thursday. No, you're you're right about that. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers might be about to unlock sort of a new level, whereas they've got a guy who's averaging nearly seven yards a carry, and Mike McCarthy's finally decided, hey, wait a minute, maybe he should be on the field a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just think that that offense might be able to, and, and we saw it against Miami. I don't know if we're going to see it again exactly the same in Seattle, probably not, but that offense might be to get, about to get to a new level where it does, it's not all on Rodgers to, uh, to make the plays. So we'll see. Uh, I, I I don't think I'm. This game is certainly not going to be one of my five. I just uh, I, I just look at this and think to myself, like you know, I I I don't I, I don't think the Seahawks are terrible by any stretch of the imagination. I just think that the Packers are are about to sort of hit a new level here. Is my thought. I don't think either one of these teams is running away with it. So give me those points. Um, I'll I'll take a couple of points because I think this one is going to be settled by less than a field goal. It should be a great game. All right, love it. Uh, next up, a game that will definitely be one of my five. Uh, first game of the 1 o'clock slate on Sunday, the Dallas Cowboys head to Atlanta. And my God in heaven, what an overreaction game to what we just saw last week. Atlanta losing on the road to Cleveland, which, you know, I don't realize it's Cleveland, but it makes sense. And Dallas winning on the road in Philadelphia, which doesn't make sense. So Atlanta is only getting the three-point home bump. Give me the Falcons. What do you say, Bill? Yep, I had them pegged as uh, one of my five. Uh, absolutely a reaction to last week. Atlanta is a better team. Dallas has been disappointing week in and week out. Strung a decent game together last week, but not overly impressive. So, yeah, give me Atlanta. They're going to be able to move the ball with the relative ease. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. Dallas' defense has been very good this year, but... They just all the plays that were kind of like the linchpin plays in that game against Philadelphia went the Cowboys' way, and Leighton Vanderesh was just all over the field. And I, I, I think he's a good player. I think that was a great draft pick. I just don't know if that's something that's going to be uh, something he can do every single week. Um, so I, I definitely I, I love the Falcons here, and I know they lost to Cleveland, but 
And look, and I know they, the, the, the only reason not to take Atlanta here is if you're afraid of the fact that the Falcons just gave up nearly 200 yards to Nick Chubb and you're thinking to yourself, hey, Ezekiel Elliott's pretty good at football. But uh, no, I will, uh, I'll, I'll take the Falcons here and I'll, 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 I think I'll be pretty happy about it. Sounds like all three of us want the Falcons on this one, so that's good. Next up, Cincinnati is heading to Baltimore. Hugh Jackson is back with the Cincinnati Bengals, you guys. Reunited, and it feels so good. Uh, my God. Um, Cincinnati, uh, we were big on last week, you and I, Craig, and that, I, I, that was wrong. We were, we were really Yeah, no, I... I I, I, I thought I always thought the Saints were going to win the game. I wasn't like super enamored with. Uh, I just thought the five and a half was a little much. But I, agree. Yep. I, 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 to me, I don't think I was wrong about the Bengals. I think I just underestimated how effing good the New Orleans Saints are. And that was when I thought the Saints were the third best team in the league going into that game. Now I think they might be the best team in the league. That was just. Yeah. You, that was. I, I was going to say something since we're talking about New Orleans now, and and this m- may fall under the the hot takey kind of category, but the the New Orleans win against Cincinnati last week meant more to me, or said more to me personally. I don't know. I, I don't know if other people feel the same way. It said more to me personally than their win over the Rams the week before, because like they 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 had the Rams at home and they they it, it was this you know, weird back and forth game that they both went to both two powerhouses slugging it out. But if you're a Super Bowl champion, you go into Cincinnati and you do what New Orleans did. You don't squeak yeah. it out. You don't, you but know, like, you don't they didn't just like game. win the game. They, exactly. they hung up half a hundred on the they road, obliterated the Cincinnati Bengals. And that was a trap game. That was an absolute trap game for New Orleans. And they obliterate them 51 on the road. And I realized that there were some some injuries on the Bengals' side to some key guys that they would need versus New Orleans, but I still thought the five and a half was too high, and New Orleans obliterated them. So that that New Orleans game said more to me than than anything. Um, yeah, but uh, Cincinnati versus Baltimore, we currently do not have a line on it from the website that I am currently looking at, but I have seen Baltimore minus five and a half at some places. What say you, Bill? Yeah. I've got Baltimore minus four here. Yeah, I, so maybe there, there's been some betting, but that's it, it's it's in the Vegas zone right now in favor of Baltimore. I I think Cincinnati's probably a better team. I think I go with Cincinnati here, even with the embarrassment last week. Like, yes, they lost, but like you guys were saying, they didn't lose because they were they turned the ball over and threw two pick sixes. They lost because the Saints were putting on a clinic. Um, I, I still like Cincinnati here. Hmm. Yeah. The, it looks like Lamar Jackson's going to play this one, right? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. it does look that way. Uh, I like the, I like the Bengals. Um, these games too, with these teams are typically close. Andy Dalton, his career has been pretty good against his Baltimore defense. I like the Bengals. Hmm. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I'm not sure if we want to offer it up. If we want to offer it up, I'll offer it up at the four, at the four or whatever, I think. So, uh, yeah. But I, I, yeah, they're not going to be one of my five regardless. But yeah, yeah I'm not interested. All right, so then uh, no, nothing else to discuss that way. Um, next up, the Carolina Panthers, ten days rest, coming off getting their asses absolutely handed to them by the Pittsburgh Steelers, are heading to Detroit to take on my Detroit Lions. Who I'm going to be perfectly honest, I'm looking at draft picks now. Um, I'm, I'm thinking draft position as opposed to winning football games for this Detroit Lions team. Carolina giving four on the road, and I don't I, like normally this is a line that you're supposed to jump all over Detroit on, but um, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I haven't seen one shred of anything from the Detroit Lions that would make me think that you're supposed to take uh, the Detroit Lions in this spot. So stay away from me personally. What do you think, Craig? Well, I don't know. I look at Carolina defense that gave up. Uh, this is the second defense mm-hmm. in a row that gave up half a hundred last week. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, that was, that was, I understand that might have been more Pittsburgh being good than it, Carolina. It wasn't being even bad. that. It was the no effing way game for Carolina. It was eerily similar to the Detroit. To, to the, it's funny that these two teams are kind of playing each other because it, it reminded me so much of the Detroit Lions week one game against the Jets. And now we know that the Jets are now fraudulent, right? Where the Lions basically had the best possible thing that could happen on the first series happen in that game. Pick six, seven points. And then the rest of the game was the no effing way game. 
Carolina versus Pittsburgh, same thing. Carolina drives down, they like they get the kickoff, they drive down the field with precision, score on the first drive, and you're thinking, oh man, we got ourselves a game, and then the rest of the game was just the no effing way game for the Panthers, I think. I think that game against Steelers was a little bit of an, an anomaly as far as the Panthers are concerned. That's just me, though. It's inter- yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting theory. Um, yeah, I... I, I get that. I, I, I'm probably not necessarily going to be uh, putting a whole lot of money in this game. I don't think the Lions are perhaps quite as bad as you say. Like, I don't think they're good, but uh, uh, they, they still have the games where they can surprise you. They still have the games where things can be going their way. Yeah. Um, see the game against the Patriots, obviously, as a, the, the shining example there. Uh, Carolina minus four. What do you think, Bill? Oh, I hate where that line is. Um, I, I think I got to go with Carolina here. I think they are a better team. I think other than getting beat up by Pittsburgh, they have been seeming to get a little bit better as we've progressed. Um, so I, I go with Carolina here, but I don't love it. All right. Next up, the Tennessee Titans, who shocked the world last week by just absolutely dominating a home game against the Patriots. Uh, you were all mm-hmm. you were all over that one, Craig, with the the, the home dog. God, gotta yep. love a home dog. Um they and that are, was one where I think I, I felt like about midway through the second quarter, I'm like, okay, I don't see any, re- I, I don't see any way I lose this. That was the first game where I think Tom Brady looked 41 years old that we've seen. We've seen it, it wasn't, in, it wasn't good. We've seen it in spots this year. Like there's been a play here and a play there where you're like, oh boy, Tom looked old on that one. But that was the first time I think wire to wire in a game that Tom Brady looked 40 years old. Now the New England Patriots have dropped both games to the former coaches Mike Vrabel and Matt Patricia so there's you know probably a little bit of you know we know how the sausage is made as far as as far as New England goes with those two particular individuals but uh, I also have the prevailing I will say though over the years Belichick's made a, a habit of uh, destroying his re- guys, really yeah. putting it to the guys that uh, used to be on his staff Indeed. I, I believe the- Vrabel's the first time he's coached against a guy who played for him yeah I, I, I floated the theory to you Craig and you can you can See how you feel about this one, Bill. That I believe Bill was sandbagging those two games. I think, like, to just to help his boys out. I don't know. I just, the, like, what's gone on in Detroit is so weird because that Patriots game where they dominated the Pats at home sticks out like a sore thumb. Now, uh, so I don't know. Th- this is what I said to you when you floated that theory by me this week. Is if Bill Belichick did that, like, yeah. I I would not wanting to want to be uh, essentially if 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 things go the way they are sitting right now. He's going to have to win in Pittsburgh and win in Kansas City to make the Super Bowl in consecutive weeks. Yeah, but Bill Belichick is so bored with everything that he might be intentionally <laughs> handicapping himself just to be like, can I do this? Can I do this? Let, let's do this. And, and while I'm doing this, let me help out my two boys while I'm on the – like, might as well, right? Like, a rising tide lifts all boats, Craig. That's what I think. And except In this case, it's like a sandbagger is helping his boys out. Like, I don't know. Uh, obviously, that's a little bit <laughs> conspiracy talk for me. Um, um, I will say this in the in the in the Belichick Brady era. This is kind of the one thing that they're. I don't even know if you want to say the word missing. Um, on the road in the playoffs, they haven't won. Like they've won obviously neutral site games, mm-hmm. but playing games in the other team stadium. Yeah, that's the they right they now. haven't they haven't won one of those mm-hmm. since 2006, and Tom Brady in his career has only won three of them. Two in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, one in San Diego. Mm, yeah, was that the uh, ACL game for? No, that wasn't it. Was that against the Patriots in the in the in the or in the finals when Phil Rivers had a torn ACL? In the uh, in the AFC Championship game, yes, Phil against Rivers played that game. Uh, no, that was that. Sorry, that was not. Um, that that was not the AFC title game where Rivers had the torn ACL. That oh. was uh, that was in two thousand eight. In 2006, they played that game, or that might have been. Oh, you know what? No, that might have been the the, the, the injury game. Yeah. Either way, Brady was bad in that game. He had three interceptions, yeah. uh, and so, they they squeaked it out. And then the, the the 2006 game that they won, and then they went and played at the Colts the next week. They were up mm-hmm. 21-3 at the yeah. half and mm-hmm. lost. Yep, yep, yep. That was the the famous comeback from the yep. from the Colts. Yep, yeah. Um, Tennessee's heading to Indianapolis, who's getting a lot of buzz right now. Colts laying two. How do you feel about this one, Bill? I think you got to go Tennessee here. Yeah, I agree. The, the, the Colts, they've 
not looked as bad as they have in the past, but like you still go with the team that's more consistent, and that's Tennessee. Yeah, I would. Uh, I agree with that. I, 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 the, the, the Colts are figuring out their offensive line play a little bit. Quentin Nelson looks great, obviously, and they, he should based on where they drafted him. Um, so, if they can block people for Andrew Luck, they're going to be pretty successful. And I, I, I think that I take the Colts here. Maybe the Titans are riding a little high. I, the two, the two is a weird line, like. I suppose, like I, I, I don't it know. It was Tennessee two and a half, so obviously some money came in on Tennessee, yeah. and they dropped the line a half point. So dude, yeah, I, I don't know. Both these, both will. these teams are coming off of the, uh, some uh, pretty excellent football games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I have to take the Colts at home. Really? It, well, they are the short home favorite, so that there yep. is that. I, I think I'm going to go with Bill here, though. I think t- I like Tennessee. I think they're going to be one of my five, and I think I'm I'm going to be horribly wrong, unfortunately, on that uh, on that Titans under bet because it, it looks like because they got some some cream puff matchups coming up, so not uh, not looking forward not looking forward to losing that one. But uh, Tennessee might be one of my five. We'll see. Um, Tampa Bay ugh, is heading to. New York to take on the Giants. The Giants, who uh, got some favorable calls in that <laughs> in that uh, fourth quarter against uh, San Francisco. Uh, the Giants are the short home favorite, laying one and a half at home against Tampa Bay. Uh, can you conjure up any thoughts whatsoever on this one, Craig? Uh, I don't care about this game. And look, I know there's probably going to be a lot of scoring in this game. Mm-hmm. There's probably going to be some exciting stuff, but still, Scott Hansen, I don't want to see this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just because these teams are irrelevant. Uh, I'm sure that there are some people that have Saquon Barkley or Odell Beckham or Mike Evans that would disagree with me as far as some fantasy perspective goes. At least there's something relevant there. Mm-hmm. But no, Scott Hansen, I don't want to see this. No. Uh, I, I want the Giants, though. Short home dog. And I think the Tampa Bay's defense is bad enough that it's going to be one of those games where Odell Beckham catches a slant and goes for an 80-yard touchdown. Like, I, I already know that's going to happen. Anything to add to this one, Bill? Exactly what I'm thinking. Like, I guarantee you the Giants are going to be able to move the ball with relative ease against Tampa Bay. Um, I say the Giants can stop Tampa Bay one out of three times, and that'll be enough to make the difference. So give me the Giants. I'm surprised there isn't more talk going on about how Tampa Bay is obviously, like, clearly just purposely benching Jameis Winston. Ryan, they don't want right? him to. They, they of the injury. He gets right? out on yeah. NFL field and he yeah. gets hurt. Yeah. Then they owe him twenty million, million bucks or bucks, whatever it is next year. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't get hurt, they can cut him for nothing. It's pretty clear. Like, yeah, I'm just surprised it. people are talking about it more. Is here's all, the right? thing, though. If the uh, if the union were to put, let's say the union puts forward some sort of grievance on mm-hmm. that, it's, they, they they can't really. But let's just say they did. Um, I think you could pretty easily say, well, Fitzpatrick's played better than Winston this season, so Fitzpatrick's the starting quarterback. And you wouldn't have to spend much time making that argument. Yeah. Right? Like, he has oh, been yeah. better. I, I don't think either of them has been good, but Fitzpatrick has been better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick's just done his weird thing where it's like you either get all or nothing. And, like, Tampa Bay, man. Like, I had them last week. And, God, 400 yards of offense with three points and, and the, the friggin' yeah. two interceptions when they were at the goal line. And it was just, oh, God. It's just so frustrating. Uh, but yeah, he he has played better. I just I I'm just surprised that there isn't more talk. And as you suggested, Greg, like a little bit of union. Uh, like here's I mean, right. Here's the thing about that is, well, for a couple reasons. One, like I just said, you can pre- easily pretty easily argue Fitzpatrick's been better. Mm-hmm. And two, um. The union, if, if they started arguing about every single time a guy didn't see the field because he had a uh, for injury guarantee or whatever it happened to be, it would get a little bit. Uh, it would. It, it, it would. That's the sort of thing that they would spend all their time doing. Um, so Jameis Winston gets to collect his money and sit on the sidelines. That's not so bad. He's going to have to find a way to rebuild his value next year, but that's the situation. Uh. All right, moving on. Nobody's going to gamble on this game. Uh, no. Nobody's game, saying it, at least. Yeah, a game I, I definitely will gamble on. The Houston Texans are heading to Washington to take on the Redacteds. Houston, two weeks of rest. 
laying three on the road. Give me the redacteds. What do you think, Bill? Whew, I'm not as confident as you are. Um, uh, I, yeah. I think Washington, I, I do like them better getting a couple points while at home. Uh, Houston's not good enough to be to be credited there. Washington hasn't been that impressive either. Um, no but again, I'll take those points at home all day. Greg? I like I like Washington too, and and look, I've I've been fooled before, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it just it feels like every time I get a little bit comfortable with the Washington team, they do something terrible. They keep um, getting great lines, though, is the thing. Like they they keep getting lines where you look at them and you're and you just and this they're getting three at home. They play ugly, ugly football where they just muck it up and run. It's like it's like. It's football from here's, six, seven years ago, right? Where it's just run and play a little bit of defense, right? And here's the here's the thing about the run aspect of the run and play a little defense thing here. Yeah. Houston Texans number one in DVOA against the rush. Mm-hmm. This, uh, if the Washington team is going to win this game, they're going to need Alex Smith to Chuck be decent. Yeah. yeah, and I think that at least for me, the lasting image of Alex Smith this season. And I know, you know, tough, Superdome, tough place to play, all that stuff. But they needed him that Monday night in the Superdome. And he was – that's as bad a game as I've seen a quarterback play this season. Yeah. And, well, I'm sorry, non-Nathan Peterman division. Thanks, Thanks Peterman. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from, the guys all, who, uh, from the guys who are uh, realistic and and, and yeah, about quarterback. Say, yeah. All the people who are good enough to play quarterback in the NFL. Oh, R.I.P. Nathan Peterman, by the way, who yeah. was cut this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> finally. Uh, of all the people who are good enough to play quarterback in the NFL that have done it this season, Alex Smith had the worst game of the year, that game in the Superdome. He was terrible. He was missing guys all over the place. Uh, but despite that, um, I, I I don't think it's a, a ridiculous notion that he can, you know, do the ball control game management type thing that he does at home in a home game and hope that the Washington defense can help him out a little bit. That said, this Houston offense is looking good, man. They do look good, but have they done enough? as a team to suggest that they should be three point favorites against anybody in this league, not named like Oakland. Probably not, especially right. a team that what the, the Washington seven, uh, six, six and three, three? lead in yeah. the division. Yeah. They're, they're, like, they're, they're okay. Smoke and mirrors there with Washington. I know, but like they, they keep not getting respect is, is the thing. And, and it's because they play a super ugly brand of football and they don't chuck it around and, it's 2018, and everybody wants to see everybody mm-hmm. chucking it around. And, and they're also 19th in DVOA right? total, yeah. which, which so, uh, obviously amongst the teams that are mm-hmm. above 500, they're uh, they're by far the lowest there. Houston's only 13th though, so right? if anything, yeah. if you if, if you really wanted to make this line something, you could have made it a pick 'em pretty easily. I, yeah, that's what uh, I think. I feel like this game yeah. should be like a pick 'em or like Washington yeah. minus one or something like that. So. Yeah. I, I, I think if, if I was if I was in the line, I would have gone with the pick. But obviously, mm-hmm. they feel as though they're going to get as much Houston action as Washington action. That's why the line's sitting the way it is. Mm-hmm. Anything to add on this one, Bill? Not particularly. Um, I, I think you guys were saying Smith just needs to manage the game. But if Houston is able to shut Peterson down entirely, we're, you're looking at a lot of third and longs with a defense that's pretty good at taking advantage of some of those situations. Yeah, with Clowney and Watt and so forth. Yeah, so uh, you end up getting a defensive score or something like that, changes the game flow entirely. Washington is not going to be able to come back from that. Um, but if they can just manage the game and not make mistakes, they should be able to cover this one. Weird stat on this Washington team. They have not had a lead change this entire season. That's insane. Yeah, they've either been winning the game wire to wire or losing the game wire to wire. And, like, obviously there's been, like, Washington will score a touchdown, then the other team will score a touchdown, and it's 7-7. But mm-hmm. they've, they've never, they, like, the Washington has never been leading and then have the other team come back and take the lead or, lead or vice versa, which is just weird 10 weeks into an NFL season, right? Like, it's just super weird, yeah. It's just bizarre. Um, last game of the 1 o'clock slate, the Pittsburgh Steelers are heading to the Jacksonville Jaguars in my hell, the mighty have fallen. The Jacksonville Jaguars are now giving five and a half points on the road or at home. They're they're five and a half point home dogs. The NFL is a vicious cycle, man. Yeah. Jacksonville was a joke franchise forever. Last year they're good, and now all of a sudden the mighty have fallen. Just it, it moves fast in this league. It, it, you're, the window closes quickly. And here's what I'll say. And again, this might be my second like hot takey thing of the of the podcast. Um. 
and we do it on this podcast. We come on here and we rip on Blake Bortles. Rightfully so. He's terrible. But um, I haven't heard a lot of, hey, Jacksonville's defense, why don't you guys make a couple of stops every now and then? Yeah, they gave up 29 this past week. Right? Like, like they, That's they not great. have not been good at all. No, they haven't been good, and the, the numbers would back that up, not just as far as the, uh, the points that they've given up. But remember just how terrorizing that pass rush was last yeah. year. They're sitting 15th in pass defense DVOA. They're seventh in rush, but you know, and 15 is not a disaster. But based on how much money they're spending on pass rushers, and based on you know they've got uh, the shutdown cornerback. At least they're supposed to have the shutdown cornerback. Mm-hmm. If you ask him, he's the shutdown quarterback, cornerback <laughs> uh, rather. Um, yeah, they they should be higher than 15th in DVOA against the pass. And here's the thing about the Colts game: Bortles was pretty good. Yeah, they still lost. Mm-hmm. All time, one of the all-time great backdoor covers from Blake Bortles, I think, uh, on on Sunday. He really crawled back to get that push. That yeah, was, but here's the, yeah, push. here's the thing though: if there wasn't that fumble on yeah. the last drive there, the Jags were sending that game to overtime at least, if not mm-hmm. winning the game. So as much as you want to say back, like they had, not only did they have a chance to win that game, but the, the odds would tell you they they were about to send that game to overtime. So yeah, it was a backdoor cover, but at the same time, the Jaguars' win expectancy uh, was uh, rapidly rising before that fumble happened. Yeah. That was another thing uh, I was thinking about that I forgot to mention during the Tennessee-Indianapolis game, just uh, because those are two teams in a division that are fighting to catch the the, the Texans. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are two teams that have one very specific regret right now. The Tennessee Titans, obviously, the, go, the going for two in London against the Chargers and the Colts with their weird field goal attempt against the Texans, right? Like those, those uh, yeah, I being... still I still think that um, going for Titans two was, was more defensible. The Titans. Yeah, I, Titans I, I think going for defensible. two was the right decision. I think calling that play was not the right decision, but going for yeah. two was quite defensible. Um, um, yeah. Pittsburgh then, minus five. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Craig. Uh, I was going to say, as far as this Pittsburgh-Jacksonville game goes, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I still kind of like the Jags. I think Bortles has been yeah. good enough lately, and Pittsburgh's offense hasn't exactly traveled very well the last couple of years here. Uh, so give me – in Pittsburgh, there's, it's been a weird week there. Yeah. Uh, it's been yeah. a weird uh, – so I think – so give me give me the Jags in five and a half points. You mentioned some woes there, Craig. Obviously, they they uh, Le'Veon Bell is uh, no he's played his last game in a in a Steelers uniform. He, mm-hmm. He's not going to report this year. Doesn't seem like they need him with James Conner. Um, Pittsburgh's gone into Jacksonville and 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 had some problems. I do think if you're going to take a number here, I have this as a stay away, but I think Jacksonville's the play if you're one of those compulsive types who has to gamble. Um, Bill, how do you feel about this one? You strong either way? Not particularly. I, I think the line's a little high. Um, Pittsburgh's had a, a couple decent games in a row now. We're probably there are three or four wins in a row, I think. Um, and they've been covering the spread pretty well lately. Again, it might be a bit of an overreaction because Jacksonville's not a bad team. Uh, for them to get five and a half at home, I think I probably go with Jacksonville. Um, I don't assume that Pittsburgh's going to be able to walk all over them like last week. Jacksonville's going to clip somebody before this season ends, and there's going to be let, – let, let me see who they got. They got Pittsburgh, Buffalo, no. Colts, maybe. They got Colts one more time. Tennessee, Washington, Miami, Houston. So they got three division games left. One, They're going to clip one of the teams in their division before this is over and probably cost them – well, maybe the clip is Pittsburgh league. this week. Could be too, right? Yeah, they're, they're going to get somebody. Well, maybe the Jacksonville win yeah. that – they otherwise wouldn't have got the cost. The team is people forget this. They beat the Patriots this season. Yeah. Things looked real good in North Florida when they beat the Patriots earlier this season. Mm-hmm. And they have gone poorly since then. Yeah. Um, what's the marquee matchup for the one o'clock slate? Oh, um, you should also mention that Pittsburgh Jacksonville game got flexed out. It was originally supposed to be the Sunday nighter. And I know that how... people in Jacksonville were sad about this, but based yeah. on what the Sunday letter actually is, it was the right call. Yeah. Uh, best game of the 1 o'clock slate. Yeah, Dallas, Atlanta. Dallas, I think Atlanta, maybe, Dallas, or... Atlanta yeah. I think as far as the NFC wildcard situation goes, that's a uh, – if you uh, essentially might as well be a playoff yeah, game. If you no... lose that, whoever yeah. loses that game is probably done. There's no fant- – yeah, that is a loser-leaves-town match, as you, as you mentioned, yeah. wrestling-style Dallas-Atlanta. Um, there's no, like, great game in the 1 o'clock slate, but they're all – other with the possible exception of the Scott Hansen-Tampa Bay Giants game. Um, and even that will have its uh, moments yeah. that are 
I had a, like that I, like usually I wouldn't put the Giants on the Scott Hansen game yeah. if only because of Odell well Barkley and, Barkley and Beckham that's yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's a good reason to show football but uh, the other games are all relevant. Yeah, so. you can tell Scott Hansen all you want. They're gonna have to show this game because I think a lot of it's gonna be spent in the red zone. Yeah, that game could uh, be sure. like forty-two thirty-eight for all like yeah, yeah no, it, and it right. could be like. It could also be 17-7 and be like Here's one of my, the worst my hot take in that seen. game is I think that Tampa Bay may have quit and the Giants are still playing hard. Mm-hmm. I think that it might be a situation where it's 35-10 to 10 for Tampa Bay. I hope so. I'd like to see the Giants. Or for for the Giants, rather, I should say, for the yeah. Giants. Yeah, I'd love to see the Giants go on a little run. Um, before we get to the 4 o'clock slates, I forgot to talk about the bye teams and if there's anything we want to bring up. Uh, six teams on bye. Uh, Buffalo Bills, anything you want to say about this? We already mentioned that Nathan Peterman was cut. Um, Matt Barkley is the best quarterback who's played for the Bills this season, and he did not have an NFL team until two weeks ago. Yeah, he was in a suit. So that's good. Yeah, so there's that. Um, that slides us right into the Nye Jets, who are on a bye week. Um, do you fire Todd Bowles? Now, I came on this podcast, uh, I think, during our over-under thing, Craig, and I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say that I was completely wrong about this one. I, I thought that firing Todd Bowles would have been a mistake. For the Jets going forward, and I'm—I think I was wrong on that. I—I—I—I I, 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 I kind of like Todd Bowles too, but like, here's yeah. the thing: eventually, unless you're Hugh Jackson, results matter. Yeah, <laughs> and even if you're Hugh Jackson, eventually results matter. <laughs> um, uh, and like the, the, this Jets team should be better than it is, and you can't—you can't get blown out at home against Buffalo. No, you can't. Like you know, sometimes football teams lose games and things go against your way, but like you get blown out at home against Buffalo and your jobs in line like that, like that's that's tough to convince people to keep your job. Yeah, what team gets blown out at home by Buffalo? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh man, Uh, yeah, the 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 Jets are 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 disappointing. I think we're gonna have a real serious Black Monday this year. There's a lot of coaches that are gonna get fired this year. Um, speaking of fired coaches, uh, the Cleveland Browns, or at least they should replace this guy. But uh, uh, Baker Mayfield feeling dangerous, danger. Uh, but uh, man, I, I like Baker Mayfield, and I said I it before too. the draft too. Like I just, I just, yeah. I, he's just one of those guys where like. You know, it, it, it he, he doesn't have the 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 talent of like. Well, I shouldn't even say that. He, he's not like you know the, your prototypical NFL quarterback. He doesn't stand there and sling it and make these gorgeous throws like an Aaron Rodgers would. But he's just a guy who's like, I'm just gonna figure this out. You know what I mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out a way to move my team, move some yardage, and get and get some positive plays for my team. And he's like that at Oklahoma, and I loved watching at Oklahoma. Uh, they they made the right call taking him first overall. I think. Um, nonetheless, I think that uh, they, they, I I really like them this week. I would give a lot. Nothing personally because I'm not a Browns fan, but I would give a lot. Like if I if I ran a Browns right now, I would just would, wouldn't you just hand Josh McDaniels a blank check to drag him away from the Patriots? Like I would just be like, here I'm gonna put a one. You write as many zeros as you think, as you feel you need, and then you come coach the Cleveland Browns. Because I just, I can't have you backing up Bill Belichick anymore. Screw the Patriots. Come here, be the guy who 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 brings the Browns back to the promised land. That that would be my move if I was the owner of the of the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah, that's good. Miami Dolphins. Anything you want to say about the Miami Dolphins? Brock Osweiler. <laughs> Really, not much to add there. This it, it's this is why it's a good week. We got a lot of not great teams on by Buffalo, New yeah. York, Cleveland, Miami, San Francisco. Who I, I guess we have to pump the brakes on uh, on Nick Mullins being the second coming of Joe Montana after he lost at home to the Giants, who have been god awful this year. Now the Giants did get some favorable calls, but yeah, that Monday night crew, man, uh, they are that Monday night announcing crew is is. God awful. We haven't brought that up on this podcast, I don't think, but Booger and his little, like, friggin' hover chair or whatever that slides back and forth throughout the game. He is terrible. And then, yeah, they were just bigging up Mullins the whole time, and ah, it was bizarre. Um, last team on by, the New England Patriots, who just, man, how did they drop that game to Tennessee? He's so Bad. Maybe I, they're I just not quite as good as we thought. It, it, and, I mean, like, you know, it, it comes for everybody. 
And here's the thing. Like, you know, they had some trouble moving the ball. I think that if they had healthy Gronkowski, which maybe they will after the bye, or at least healthier Gronkowski, he's missed a couple of weeks here. I think that that's going to put them in a pretty nice spot. Um, so I, 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 I'm not writing them off and leaving them for dead just no. yet uh, by any stretch. But that was that was as uh, other than that bizarro game against well not even bizarro game but the that game against uh, the last couple games actually they've had against uh, Kansas City like that was uh, and not this season but the pr- two prior seasons where they got blown out by the Chiefs that's as bad as they've looked in a long time that was just that was a messy messy game against the Titans they had nothing going the whole game anything to add on the Patriots Bill? No, I mean, like I was saying, we, we never, they were not the Patriots all year. You know, we were never like, well, they're going to win every single game by 12 because that's what they do. Um, this was them going from mediocre or a little bit above that to just bad. Um, they're going to need a little more consistency, but at this point, I think you rule it off as an anomaly and assume that they'll go back to being the Patriots. I, I think for the first time in the Brady Bilicek era, and, you know, this might be famous last words, but I think think this is the first time we've seen consistent warts on their game now well they've had things that have been like you know they've had years where like okay they can't stop the run or okay but like now they're just like it's the 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 blueprint for beating them is there is there right yeah and it's just and and brady's old man he's he's getting old and it's gonna be cold it's only gonna get colder is the thing though tom like it's it's not gonna get warmer and your body's 41 years old and uh let's look at the smoothies don't make you warm uh, Let's look at the Patriots' schedule for just a second here. Like they're going to be so, fine. They're going to be in the playoffs. Like the AFC playoffs are, are, are. I I just really hope we don't have any upsets. On what well, my biggest fear is that we have like an upset, like Tennessee or Miami or whatever stupid team gets into the uh, AFC clips somebody, because I really want that that weekend of. Oh, what the hell is it going to be? Chiefs, Chargers, Patriots, and... Uh, Steelers. And, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, and Steelers. Like, I want that. Like, those four teams should be... Like, that'll make for a fucking... Mwah, like, just juicy, Matt. Juicy game. That we and the same weekend, we could hypothetically be seeing Rams and Vikings and yeah. Saints versus Eagles. Eagles, right. Wow. So, that seems pretty good, too. Oh, we'll What's that. that? You think it's still going to be the Eagles? Interesting. Yeah, well, I think that. Well, I don't know. Is I I know that the Eagles are in a bad spot here, but relative to Washington, but I don't know if I trust Washington. Um, rest of the Patriots' schedule at the Jets should be a win. Home to the Vikings, eh, they'll be the favorites. Could go either way. Uh, at the Dolphins, which like in the best of times for the Patriots, that game's always a, mm-hmm. a head scratcher. At the Steelers. Home to Buffalo, home to the Jets. So we'll see oh, what happens. They got a night, they got a real nice week, sixteen, seventeen. If they're, yeah. <laughs> if they're if they're looking a little weary, that those are a couple of nice tune-up matches at <laughs> the playoffs. There, oh god. All right, heading to the four o'clock slate, and a game that most assuredly, if it was at one o'clock, would have been a Scott Hansen game of the week. But unfortunately, it's at four o'clock, so we're going to be forced to watch some of it. Yeah. The Oakland Raiders are heading to Arizona. Arizona, one of the worst football teams of recent memory, are favored by five points, Bill. <laughs> you know who's an even worse football team in recent memory? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're more than five points worse. I would, I take Arizona here all day. Here, here, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I think that Oakland's quit more than Arizona has. I agree. I think Arizona has they have that temporary coach, right, or someone. To well, no, they, they've got they've got Byron Leftwich calling the plays on offense now, and he had this crazy idea that throwing to David Johnson's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what a concept, eh? <laughs> yeah. What, a, what an Mike, offensive Mike, genius. <laughs> Mike McCoy seemed to not be necessarily uh, necessarily yeah. on board with that. Uh, Byron Leftwich seems to be. Uh, so that thirty one, that thirty first ranked offense. Uh, in DVOA for Arizona. I think you'll see that improve a little bit going forward here. Uh, and a good way to start that is by playing yeah. against the Raiders' 29th-ranked defense. Uh, yeah. So, no, I, I I like the Cardinals here. I said this to Craig earlier this week. I had a three-team parlay that if I'd have given you the team names, you would have laughed in my, you know, you would have laughed in my face because the teams last week that I took were Cleveland, Buffalo, and Arizona. Right? And all three of them covered. And... Two of them outright won the fucking game, right? And Arizona was never, like, 
they were never not going to cover that 16 and a half, right? Like they, <laughs> they it never at any point looked like Kansas City was. Arizona could have won that game. Like yeah, that wouldn't have been crazy. Bizarre. Yeah, it was bizarre the way that game. Like, I, I don't know. Are, are you going to bet on this one, Craig? Yeah, I think I'm going to bet on Arizona. Okay. Um. All right, so we'll go ahead and mention that you, we should probably take Arizona. I think you, yeah, I think you should too. Vegas zone on this one. What I'm more curious about with the Oakland Raiders is. They still have two games left against the Kansas City Chiefs. When they go to Kansas City, are we going to see a line that is three touchdowns? Uh, here's the thing about that. Based on the Patriots losing. Is it week 17 that that home game is? Yes. Oh, that's so that might be a situation where, like, Patrick Mahomes plays a plays a series or doesn't play at all. So if that's the case, like that's going to be one of those situations where Vegas is going to set some bizarre line because they're just going to want everyone to avoid gambling on it. Like I'm not just the Chiefs might have everything locked up by the time that game happens. Mm, Oh, that's disappointing. Well, let's say let's say it was a let's say it was a week thirteen matchup. Two weeks from now, Oakland was playing Kansas City in Kansas City. Do you think would it gets the full twenty one? Yeah, I don't. You're at twenty one. I think you're at eighteen, nineteen. I don't think you push higher than that. Okay, Bill. So Bill, you say no, and Craig, you say yes. You get three. I think you'd have to get to the full twenty one just based on how bad the Raiders secondary is. Like, not only is it a massive talent disparity, but the the thing that the Raiders can't do is stop teams from chucking it all over them and guess what kansas city wants to do yeah. they, like you know it's, I, so like I, I don't know like if, if how much the the at-large gambling community would get into that aspect of it but i just think that they would just want to make sure that if you are betting on the chiefs you are like you are paying for it yeah. so so we need we need a chief's loss somewhere in here besides the one that we could potentially get this week and i'm looking at at oakland obviously no Baltimore, maybe, but probably not. And then they got the Chargers at home, though. That Kansas City—that's a Thursday. Yeah, that's a that's a eight twenty game on Thursday. So that that gives I think that gives an edge to the Chiefs, obviously. Yeah, and then they they and but they go to Seattle for a eight twenty game. So I'm guessing that's on Sunday night, or is that a Saturday game? What's December twenty third? Is that a Saturday game? Where's my uh, calendar here? December I believe that's 20. Sunday. No, that's a Sunday night game. Yeah, yeah that's a Sunday night game. Uh, so and that maybe, ain't getting flexed anywhere. Um, no. So maybe, maybe there, like there's a potential. We need we need a a Chiefs loss. So I'm gonna I'm gonna root for Chiefs look at loss. but look at look, look yeah. at the rest of the schedule beyond this week. If they don't lose yeah. to the Rams, and by the way, the Chiefs mm-hmm. have to lose twice. Yeah. Not to have everything locked up by week 17. Mm-hmm. They have to lose twice. The rest of the, they have to lose more than once between now and that Raider yeah. game. Um, but if, if they, they lose the Rams this week, one that week 17 may still count. Yeah, in, in that's some fair sort of fashion. Right. Well, you know what? No, because the Patriots now have three losses. That's true. And the so the Patriots have, have to run break, the table. Between no, now. no, no. no the Patriots have, have the tiebreaker. Yeah. But the, so if the Chiefs have to, if the Chiefs lose once, the Patriots have to run the table between now and week 17. Let's root for that, though. Let's root for All that, because right. I really want to see what the what the Oakland uh I really want to see what that Oakland line would be if the Chiefs have to try for full for the full four quarters. Because I, I, I'd uh, like to see if it gets to the 21. The Chiefs, let's look at it this way. Um, mm. After this week, the Chiefs will be favored by at least a touchdown in every game they have left, right? Yeah. Even, that, even that home game against the Chargers on a Thursday, it's probably still a touchdown favorite? I would think so. That one, that one might get down to six or six and a half, but other than that, I, I, I think you're... I think you're correct, and maybe maybe Seattle because Seattle's been a covering machine though, so may, maybe Vegas, uh, or at least when they've been dogs, so maybe uh, maybe that's Seattle one. But uh, I think you make a very good case that they would be a full seven the rest of the way, at least. Because um, just like vice versa, I'm thinking about if like imagine how that Oakland team's going to look in Week 17, and if that game even remotely has to count for the Chiefs you may see that line get inflated. So I'm going to I'm going to root for that to happen cuz I love I love seeing those 21 point lines. <laughs> I I just I can't believe that lines get to 21 points in in friggin uh, the National Football League is ridiculous. All right. Uh so we're recommending Arizona minus the 5. That that was a really, last thing yeah. on the Chiefs before we go if that's all right. No, go ahead. Oh, no, no, we'll Unless talk we about want to save it. Well, yeah. well, no, we'll save it for Monday. We'll save it for Monday. Right. Sorry. Yeah, I we'll love Chiefs. We'll save it for Monday. Yeah, put a pin in that one. Um next up, Craig, your Denver Broncos are heading to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers and the Chargers 
giving a touchdown at home. Your Denver Broncos are ready to this. They fired Vance Joseph. They got a new guy in there. They're ready to – wait, what's that? Wait, no, it's still Vance <laughs> Joseph? Oh, my good Lord. What is going on? Denver minus seven or plus seven on the road. What say you? <sighs> uh, well, the Broncos are ninth in DVOA. And I understand that's DVOA, and some people say, well, whatever, it's the DVOA thing. But they're a 3-16, and 16, it's ninth in DVOA. DVOA Their defense does, is fourth. I would say that you've padded your stats a little bit against Oakland, DVOA-wise. That's yeah. Well, they uh, DVOA, the formula, just for that. True. But, uh, so they've, they've taken the Rams and the Chiefs to the last possession, both of them this season. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's probably where the ninth ranking comes from. Yeah. Um, the defense is fourth, and the pass defense is third. Uh, so I think that it's an interesting uh, interesting situation because obviously the Chargers do want to throw it against you. But Melvin Gordon's been really good against Denver during his career. Um, I, I'd probably take the Broncos here. I think the touchdown's a little much, but I'm not super confident about this football game at all. Billy, minus seven with the Chargers? Yeah, um... I, I 100% think the Chargers are a better football team. I, I think they're going to win this game. It, getting the full touch. This is 6.5, and I don't hesitate much, but the full touchdown. I think I still take the Chargers here. Um, I think they should be able to be – and even if they can't chuck it all over Denver as they've been one to do, um, I think they're going to dump it off to Gordon a bunch. We've all seen him do that all game long, and there, it doesn't seem like there's – a team yet that's been able to stop that from happening. So uh, I, I like the Chargers here. Denver does have – they are off a week's rest, are they not? I, be, I believe they are. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of like Denver to cover here because I think, I think they'll just get gritty and just muck it up and, and make this a, a weird – and if this ended up being a weird game that Denver won, I just wouldn't – be surprised by that because I go, oh, the Chargers. And you said, oh, the Chargers missed a field goal and they ended up losing by two. I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, sounds all right. I really, yeah, this Chargers team is 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 really good, very very good. And Joey Bosa has been. I know we've been saying this for weeks, but he's actually been at practice this week. I don't think he gets in the game this week, but he's on the horizon. That guy's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Makes him much better. I'm interested. We don't have the time for it now, but I would love on this podcast to have the conversation where Philip Rivers ranks on all-time quarterbacks. But uh, we don't have the time right now, so we won't get into it. Um, last game of the 4 o'clock slate. I can't believe the line is this high. Jesus, New Orleans is good. Philadelphia heading to New Orleans. New Orleans minus nine-point favorites against the defending Super Bowl champions. My God in heaven. The Super Bowl is uh, the Super Bowl. Superdome is intimidating, man. Very intimidating. Yeah. So many money yeah. graph floats. Um, God, minus nine. What do you think, Bill? I, I think it's probably too many. I, I, I know they've been lighting and shockingly enough, lighting people up outside of the dome. Um, but I think these are when you have a good NFL team and you're getting nine points. Um, I'll take it. I don't. New Orleans can't blow teams out every single week. It's just it's statistically improbable. Yeah, um, Philadelphia should be able to hang with them. I I can't believe how blasé Philadelphia's offense has been this year. Is that the most shocking yeah. part of this little Super Bowl hangover? That like I'm gonna chalk it up to just like like one of the all time great Super Bowl hangovers. There's been some injuries. There's been some weird stuff. But I just like what do you think on this, Craig? I can't believe how how vanilla their offense has been. Yeah, it's been interesting. Maybe part of it, like a part of it, has to be like you know, Wentz did tear his ACL less than twelve months ago. Two-year injury. Two-year injury. Yeah. So we yeah. So that's 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 got to be part of it. Um, and people say, well, why is he out there then? Because he, the only way to get over the injury is to be out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and he's their franchise quarterback, so that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, yeah, it's uh, it's a spot where if you're the if if you're the Eagles, you just have to be wondering. Like both both offensively and defensively this season, they've been just completely and totally mediocre. Mm-hmm. Completely and totally mediocre. And the pass defense is about to get worse. They've had some more guys get hurt in the secondary, so that's not what you want to hear going into the place they're about to play. Um, I know nine's a lot, but if I'm betting this game, I'm taking the Saints. Yeah, stay away from me. I, you know, I don't like taking those high lines. I mean, the public is going to eat up that New Orleans line, which is is, God, what would the three public lines be this week? They're going to eat up that New Orleans line. 
they're going to eat up that Pittsburgh line, and they're probably going to eat up that Chargers line, I would think. Or maybe Kansas City, which we'll get to in a minute. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna eat up the New Orleans line, which which frightens me. So I I have that as a stay away. Easily the best game of the one o'clock slate, though. I think Philadelphia New Orleans, or at least it should be four o'clock slate. What did I say? You said one. That's okay. Nah, get it together, yeah. Matt. Um, four o'clock slate. Uh, Sunday nighter flexed. This in. is a good one. Yeah, very good. Flexed in, very good. All the all the primetime games are are fucking choice this week. It's great. Bill, your Minnesota Vikings are heading into Chicago to take on the fighting Trubisky's. I I can't believe this weird cult that Mitchell Trubisky has. He gets four touchdowns, all of which were one was which he threw that one back shoulder fade touchdown, which was completely by accident. He did not mean to throw it there. The defensive guy for the Lions, I, I don't remember who it was, but I'd love to clown him, but it should have been an interception. He completely fucked it up because he turned the wrong way. And then the the guy made an amazing catch. Every other throw, it was Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, thank you. Yeah. Every other the you uh, every other guy, every other catch or, or pitch that Trubisky made. Sorry, I'm getting so heated. I'm angry right now. Um, I'm tripping over my own words here. Everybody else was butt ass open, like you wouldn't believe in the in the in the the, the NFL. Like for NFL. That, well, I play. think that Matt Nagy is the guy who's carrying the offense in Chicago right now. And no, plus, maybe, but like, play. I think it was well, more that the Lions are just that bad on defense. That I could be both. And I and um, I love them for it because I love this line. And here's the thing: I have already bet the farm bill on your Minnesota Vikings, and I bet the farm at them when they were getting the full three because they were getting the full three either this week. And I had penciled, I had I had penned in that. I, uh, one of my five was going to be Minnesota plus the three. It is minus two and a half right now, but if you guys want Minnesota plus the three, it's there in terms of just this podcast because I have already penned it in and I am not erasing it uh, that I'm taking Minnesota plus the three. So I, I yep. can't believe, like, what a ridiculous overreaction to Trubisky looking good against one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in my life at home when the Lions left everybody butt-ass wide open and I don't get this weird cult that the cult of followers that Trubisky has, and he is not a good NFL quarterback. But who, like, who, who are these? Who are these people that think Trubisky is anything? Oh, Bears fans, they're nuts. They think he's, they think he's a good quarterback, and and there's just this weird contingent of also North Carolina fans because who are super loyal to their guys for some reason. But there are people who who get out there, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But there's, there's what so is many this line? If it was Week One. Uh, Vikings minus three. You think it's minus? I I feel like it could be seven. Like Chicago was supposed to be a bad team, and they've fumbled their way to six and three, which is pretty. Uh, once they keep in mind that week once one, they're the, coming off of we just went out and got Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, yeah. So it would have been That's Minnesota true. minus three, I think. I, and then I had factored that in when I when I did say that Minnesota minus three a couple seconds ago. But uh, it I, is, I think Minnesota is a significantly better team. Yeah. I, two the weeks, fact that, two weeks rest, right? Yeah. Uh, here's the other thing. If you look at, um, Trubisky this season is the good games have been, as you said, against the bad defenses because Matt Nagy's scheme can only carry you so far. Mm-hmm. At some point you got to make they some throws. They haven't a real NFL team with their, what, five wins that they've got or whatever. It's like the, the, the wins are like Detroit and then a bunch of others. They choked against Green Bay. That was one of the, that was one of they the They beat the Broncos. They beat the, mm-hmm. oh no, that, sorry, that was preseason. Uh, they beat... Wow, they lost to the Bills in the preseason. Let's see. So they beat the Cardinals, which is obviously a joke. No, they beat the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that was a, that was a Monday night game. Trubisky looked pretty good in that game. Yeah, the Seahawks but yeah, they were... also they also lit it up against Arizona and Tampa. Oh no, sorry, barely beat Arizona. Scraped mm-hmm. by against Arizona. Yeah. Lit up Tampa Bay. Lost to Brock Osweiler and friends. Yeah. Put good. Put put together a decent game against. Uh, against the Patriots at home, uh, beat the Jets, and then they just steamrolled Buffalo and were pretty good against Detroit. Um, that was yeah. a pretty soft schedule. Yeah. It's not, it's, yeah, and things are about to get less fun mm-hmm. for, for Mitch and friends. They yeah. play the Vikings twice between now and the end of the season, obviously. Um, they've, they, they, they've twice. Packers, yeah. they, they, they have Green Bay once. They have, they've oh, already yeah, that's right, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but... Here's the thing. If you look at those games that he's had the good – even Arizona, who's got a good defense, but they're not a good team, he, he looked lousy against them. Tampa Bay, terrible defense. 
Um, Detroit, terrible Detroit, defense. lousy defense. That game when they the Bears put up 41 against Buffalo, Mitch Trubisky was 12 for 20 for 135 with a score and a pick. Yeah, not good, right? Like, like it, good. And they scored 41 points. I understand they scored twice on defense, but still. Um, yeah, so what? here's what the, the Bears have coming up. They've got a Sunday night game. A quick turnaround from a Sunday night game to the early game on Thanksgiving Day against the Lions. Mm-hmm. They've got at the Giants, not so fun. Home to the Rams, okay. Uh, at the Packers, or sorry, home to the Packers. Uh, at um, at the 49ers, and then they finish the season uh, with a home game, or a road game in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. So... They've got seven games left. That, that might be the division that game, that week seventeen yeah. game. Ooh, I'm not boy. sure it is. I think the division's this week. I hope you. I hope you're. I hope you're right. But, I think. Uh, that, I think that they basically, if the Vikings win this week, I think they're just going to be off the races. So, I hope so. Um, that said, it's currently Chicago minus two and a half. I think if you dig deep, you could probably find Chicago minus three somewhere. Uh, how do you feel about your Vikings going into this one, Bill? Yeah, I love it. Uh, they they sh- absolutely should be fine. When you have two weeks to prepare for a division game against a team that's sitting about at your record, um, you are focused on this one. They're, they're going to come out there and they're going to light it up. Yeah, I think they will too. I think that the Vikings are going to win this game, and I think that it is going to be a back-to-reality situation for Mitch Trubisky against a defense that has been banged up this year. All of a sudden, following a bye week, it's much healthier, and they're still seventh in DVOA on defense. So uh, this is—I think this will be the best Vikings defense we've seen this season. Mr. Trubisky's going to have a tough time. Yeah, and kudos to the Lions for for contributing to this line, right? Like if if mm-hmm. the Lions even remotely do anything, you're probably looking at like Minnesota minus one, right? But instead, we're getting Minnesota plus three or plus two and a half, wherever you're looking at it. So. Love it. Um, Kyle Long, a uh, big part of obviously what the Bears want to do on offense. He's somebody that would be very helpful uh, when it comes to dealing with the uh, Linval Joseph and Sheldon Richardsons of the world, and he's not going to be around this week. Ooh, all right. Then I love my plus three even more. Yeah. I, I got a lot of money invested in the Vikings this week. Yep. All right, let's head to the Monday Nighter, and what a beauty. What an absolute beauty of a football game. Originally, it was going to be played in Mexico, but because of poor air quality and poor facilities and poor fields, and quite frankly, the fact that this game shouldn't be played in Mexico City because, sorry, Mexico, this game is too good for you. Um, no offense. Uh, but, uh, yeah, too good. Uh, Kansas City is heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. There will be more Chiefs fans in the building than Rams fans. Minus three and a half for the Rams. So, you know, the public's going to num, 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 just eat up that Kansas City line. But, uh, you know what I'm even more interested in is the over-under 63 points in a National Football League game, you guys. Uh, uh, that is super fun, and I think I almost want to bet the over on that just, just to say that I bet be, the over on a 63-point line. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, here's what I'll say about the home field advantage and the crowd and whatnot. Uh, typically, you were right. There'd be more Chiefs fans, but the fact that Chiefs fans hasn't had a chance to plan a vacation in Los Angeles around this game because this game wasn't in Los Angeles until yesterday. Yes. So there, I don't know if you're going to get a whole lot of people traveling from out of town for this contest just because, you know, you got to plan your life, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll be wrong, but we'll see. Uh, this but is, there might have uh, been more Chiefs fans sitting in L.A. before last year anyway, you know? No, no, you're probably right. You're probably right. Now, the Rams are the team that has a little bit of history as opposed to the Chargers <laughs> still. Yeah. Um, I, I, as for who I think is going to win this game, I kind of like the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, like, haven't the Rams been a little bit, like, running on... Like, I understand that, you know, they, they, their only loss is in New Orleans, but they've played a couple of close ones here, and I think they're about to see an offense that's going to be going to be kind of scary for them, and I, I just I just like the Chiefs. The Rams need to keep to lead back, man. That's what the Rams need. Yeah, Marcus Peters has been... He's been bad. So bad for them. The Chiefs look like geniuses jettisoning, jettisoning, jettisoning him in English. Um... Bill, what would you guess off the top of your dome? What do you think the Rams' record against the spread is? Rams' record against the spread is probably, probably less than five hundred. Let's go four and six. Four, five, and one. So you're hmm. right there. They they pushed one game. I and they ha- I don't think they've covered a football game in a month. I think in the last four weeks they have not covered. A they didn't cover game. against Seattle. They didn't yeah. cover against. They should have covered against Seattle. They didn't uh, cover against Green Bay. 
Nope, nope. And they certainly didn't cover against uh, the Saints because they lost by 10. So, yeah, no, it's been a little while. Yeah, it's been yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been a month since they've covered a football game. So if you were to ignore the gambler's fallacy, uh, you one would think that the the Rams are due for a cover. They're at I figured home. the Rams were due. But, um, um, here's the thing that scares me because I do want to bet the Rams. But here's the thing that scares me: their defense has been suspect. We mentioned the secondary and the fact that they needed to get a keep to lead back ASAP, but they're paying a lot of money and not getting a lot of pressure up front. And one thing, the one thing that they are really bad at doing is covering edge rushes. And what do the Kansas City Chiefs have? <laughs> like, that's the one wall. thing they can do on defense. <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's man, they, 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 yeah, if you can, you can get to the edge on the Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs get to the edge better than any other team in the National Football League. So I'm I'm really hesitant to bet the Rams. I I don't think I'm gonna place money on this football be- game because I just want to sit back and enjoy it. And if I did, I would bet the over like a sucker because it, it would just be too much. Just fun. to say, yeah. I bet the over on a 63 point game in the NFL and I hit it because let's be honest, you're probably gonna freaking hit it. Uh. <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, minus three and a half, Bill. What do you think? I, I kind of like the Rams here, and, and the the reason I kind of like the Rams is I, I think the way they win this game is controlling the clock. They can't turn this into an air show. They won't win. Um, but they can have a guy who's running five yards a clip the entire game. If they can control and dominate that time of possession, um, I feel like they could win. I have more confidence in their defense stopping Kansas City a few times than vice versa. Um, I agree. I, I like the Rams. I think they're a better team at home. Here's the interesting thing about that. Uh, these two teams on defense uh, against the run is uh, is pretty interesting because the Rams are 29th in the league and the Chiefs are 32nd. And the running backs in this game are Kareem Hunt and Todd Gurley. <laughs> this is gonna be so so maybe it's going to be 25 yards a clip. Yeah, it just it just might be a fun game. That's what I'm saying. The, the only thing I could suggest, you know what will increase your viewing pleasure in this? The mute button. Yeah. <laughs> the mute button would slightly increase. Like, I think it'll make it even better. To Who's watch, doing Monday Night Football on radio now? Like, if you could just sync up your TV and your radio, yeah. you might be in a good spot. Well, you get that old seven-second delay, I think. But, yeah, like, yeah you, point taken, though, Craig, is, is, is what I'm trying to say. But, uh, yeah, man, that, that Monday Night Crew is awful. I mean... I get ESPN. They 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 they've seen what Tony Romo's been able to do. Yeah. So they took. It was a, a good risk. Yeah. So they took a risk with Jason Witten. It just hasn't worked out. Now that said, the, the fact that Booger is talking over everybody all the like Booger is the worst part of this experience is is what I'll say. He, I don't know what like I, I I've read all sorts of things about what they might do, but yeah. I, I I appreciate what ESPN did, which is hey, let's get someone who was on the field with these guys yeah. twelve months ago. It, it, yeah, it was. That it was, was a, uh, that's a good decision. Yeah. Good. Like, and I, I'm glad they tried. They just, I don't know if they just went with the right guys, the right mix, or whatever. Yeah, it happened. Did, like you. But I want to see I more were, of that. Yeah, if you and I were running ESPN and, and Jason Witten was available like that, I think we would have done the same thing based on what we've seen with Tony Romo. It just hasn't worked out. It's, it's, yeah. it just has not. Period. Well, and you, you know, like honestly, and I know they talked about it, but at some point, if you want that good Monday night booth, like, you know, you talked earlier about writing the check for uh, Josh McDaniels. Don't you do the same thing for Peyton Manning? Yeah. Well, I, just, I, I'm like, how, I, I, I don't know if he wants to do it, but just like, yeah, that was the thing. Your Didn't they actually do it, and then they, 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 they offered him, I think, ten million for the season. It was a He's lot like, of ah, money. No thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't think um, it was. I don't think it was a money. Th- I don't think it was Peyton like ten million only. No, I think it was just. He no, I think it was like he it. didn't know yeah. if he wanted to do TV yeah. color season yeah. which like fair enough but you know it's, it's a lot harder to say no to 20 million than it is to 10 true, true. <laughs> even if you're peyton manning and you have unlimited millions yeah <laughs> and you're a corporate shill and you're willing to sell anything so um all right so that's it for week 11 uh bill needles first place nice comfortable lead after that that uh nice week 10 that you had who you got all right keep in mind Let's i am see. offering minnesota plus three Good luck with the Giants, so I'll go there again. I think they can win. I got Minnesota, of course. I got Arizona. I got Hot Atlanta. And I have the Tennessee Titans. 
we were very close to something that's never happened on this podcast before just now, and you'll hear what that is in just a second. Nearly having all five the same as I'm guessing. Other than Tennessee, those are my five. All right, go, all right. Thank God I went first. All right, so, yeah. you're taking, so you're taking the Giants. Yes. You're taking Minnesota. Yes. You're taking Take, Arizona. Yep, and I'm taking the Falcons. And you're taking the Falcons. Not and taking then, Tennessee, though. And then who's your fifth? I'm taking Jacksonville. Jacksonville. We are plus five and a half right now. Well, uh, make it a clean sweep on Minnesota. Make it a clean sweep on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I'm going to go with Bill. I'm going to take the Titans. I'm going to lay the two and a half with Seattle, which, as we were talking, it has gone to three. (laughs) It is now Seattle minus three. So I'm really glad I wrote down minus two and a half. Um and for my final pick, uh, give me the Washingtons. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the yeah, uh, yeah I'm gonna take the home dog. I think I think okay. I think that's my uh no friends of the show picks this week. Uh although unlike last week, I did try to contact people and I just didn't get any responses back in t- um in time for the podcast. So uh, I at least put in effort this week as opposed to last <laughs> week where I just completely where I just completely gapped it. So uh, this time it's not on me; it's on everybody else. That's what I say. Uh, crossover podcast filled will be crossoverpodcast.com facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast uh, at mpeer6 for the twitter account and emails contact at the crossoverpodcast.com and I think that's it uh, we're on iTunes please rate and review five stars only and as always you don't have to listen but please download our podcast um, we'll be back next week with and earlier a day earlier than uh, usual next week because I am meeting you guys to watch the Thursday night or the Thursday game. So I'm pretty excited for that. We're actually going to watch football together for the first time this week. Although I'm sure you guys have watched a few games together, but uh, seeing as to how I live three hours away, I, I relish this one day of the week, <laughs> one day, or actually two days of the year. Cause we usually watch the Super Bowl together as well that uh, we like to watch football. So I'm very excited for the Thanksgiving day games next week. Um, I don't know if we'll have another podcast next week. I think is the Fantastic Beasts movie coming out this week? Because if it is, then we might have sure. that podcast. Um, so yeah, there there'll be stuff coming up on the on the other side, on the more nerdy side of the podcast. That's for sure. Um, R.I.P. Stan Lee once again, and uh, good talking to you guys, Craig Needles and Bill Needles. Thanks for doing this again, as always, you guys. You got it. All right, we'll talk to you next week on the Crossover Podcast. Take care, everybody.